Have you ever wanted to feel more confident or recover lost confidence? Well, in this episode, I'm going to share another draft chapter from my book. This is chapter 12, Building Your Unshakable Confidence. And I've previously published chapters uh, in this podcast and also my Invincible Career podcast. And basically sharing a framework and strategies for reclaiming your power, regaining your freedom, and building the future you want. I'm Larry Cornett, and this is Invincible Life. So this is chapter 12 from the book. If you want to read this chapter, the draft of it is available at newsletter.invinciblelife.me. That's .me. And this is book chapter, Building Your Unshakable Confidence, issue number 12. As I mentioned, I have other chapters uh, that I've published also at newsletter.invinciblelife.me. And a few of the previous ones are at newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. So let me just go ahead and dive into it. I probably won't be able to get through the entire chapter. It's a little long. All right. I'm not the person I used to be. He was feeling dejected after being fired. This last job had seemed so promising, but it went sideways after the first year. I don't believe in myself anymore. Maybe they're right. Maybe I am a failure. Maybe I'm not meant for this kind of job. Confidence is a complex beast composed of many layers of reality, self-perception, and the perception of others. If we're raised in a loving home, We begin our young lives with the confidence of someone who has never encountered harsh criticism, punishment for failure, or the torment of bullies. We believe in ourselves, and we believe we can do anything and become anything. However, some people are not raised in a supportive environment. Childhood trauma takes its toll. Many of us have unpleasant encounters during childhood that make us question ourselves, our appearance, and our abilities. That initial confidence is suddenly challenged. Unfortunately, the experience of losing your self confidence is pretty common. Most of us experience self-doubt from time to time. But it becomes a more serious problem when you lose confidence and it seems like it will never return. I've been there. I experienced bruising back-to-back failures several years ago. A corporate job went south after years of flying high in my career. Then. My startup failed, and it left me wondering what to do with my future. It was a very dark time. I slipped into a depression that lasted for almost six months. 
I remember many hours spent alone in a dark room, staring at the wall and reflecting on my past decisions. The journey back to regaining my confidence was long and painful. It required deep self-discovery, a plan for recovery and moving forward, and a new mindset to protect my emotional well-being forever. If you've suffered a serious setback, there are steps you can take to rebuild your confidence. But you don't have to wait for a traumatic event to knock you down first. You can create unshakable confidence now to become more invincible and shrug off any future risks. So why does confidence matter so much? Let me share a story. I don't remember what my friend did, but suddenly a drill sergeant was in his face, screaming at him. This was a long time ago. I was much younger. He called him every name in the book and told him how stupid he was. At the end of his tirade, the sergeant stopped talking and kept staring into my friend's face. He was expecting some sort of reaction or a response. They want you to. (laughs) But my friend maintained his composure. He stared straight ahead, looking past him, his face expressionless. That seemed to irritate the drill sergeant, so he tried to provoke him further. You want to hit me, don't you, boy? My friend slowly turned his head. He smiled calmly and made direct eye contact. In a low voice, he deliberately and clearly said, Oh, yes, drill sergeant. His confident response, coupled with his imposing physical stature, made an impact. I was astounded to watch the sergeant mumble something, turn and walk away. And that, my friends, is the power of confidence. Of course, it isn't only useful in the military or physical confrontations. We need it in our everyday lives, in both personal and professional situations. There is a famous quote from Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Confidence often carries the day. Like it or not, confident people enjoy several benefits. Here are just a few. The more confident you feel, the better you perform. There is research to back this up. Your confidence enables you to take bigger risks and enjoy greater success. Confident people perform better under pressure. And I linked some of this research and I linked the book that talks all about performing under pressure and the power of confidence. So if you go to newsletter.invinciblelife.me, you can check out these links and read more about a lot of the stuff I'm going to share in this book chapter and the research into confidence. 
confident people are more likely to receive job offers and promotions. It's true. I've seen it my entire career. When you feel confident, you're more resilient and you bounce back from failure more quickly. And finally, confident people are better able to attract romantic partners. I told you, personal and professional. Unshakable confidence comes from investing in your capabilities, your belief in yourself, and your history of past performance. In other words, you know you've done it before and you can do it again. And this can include developing your fitness, your health and physical fitness, your work skills, professional experience, your knowledge, and other types of performance capabilities. When you invest in yourself, your confidence naturally grows. The more confident you are, the more you can accomplish. And the more you accomplish, the more confident you become. It is a pretty sweet, virtuous cycle. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the psychology of confidence. As I said, confidence is a complex phenomenon. It's not a simple matter of having it or not. You're not just confident or not confident. Your sense of confidence is not a black and white personality trait. I see confidence as constructed from many layers that begin with your core identity and continue to be formed during childhood. How we are raised and treated during our early years of life often sets the stage for foundational confidence. Life experiences in your formative environment reinforce or erode your core confidence. Did the people around you nurture your talents and help you believe in yourself and your capabilities? Or did they cause you to doubt yourself and question your talent, intelligence, etc.? And I created an illustration that shows these layers of confidence. And I have five layers. At the very center is the core, your core confidence. Then a layer of childhood confidence, which is your kind of talents that you develop, your parenting, your environment. Then your earned confidence. This is all the confidence you build from your education, your work experiences, your life experiences, skills, knowledge, all that stuff. And then there's a layer of aspirational confidence. So this is very much impacted by your vision for your future, your goals that you set, your peers, people around you, your society, what the world expects of you. And then finally, there is this outer layer I call markers. And it is the perception of other people. It's your larger culture, your socioeconomic status. There are things that look like you have more confidence. So you form that additional layer of earned confidence from what you learn and how you perform in school, work, other activities. Hopefully your life experiences bolstered your confidence. You gained more useful knowledge, you developed valuable skills, and you learned how to navigate the world successfully. So that is that layer of earned confidence 
beyond childhood. And as I said, that outermost layer of confidence is impacted by your pursuit of goals, comparing yourself to other people, the expectations of your culture, the perceptions of others, and the gap between who you are and what you and others think you should aspire to be. Now, you either control much of this or you let it control you. For example, you may catch yourself thinking, I'm not good enough to be where I am. I don't really know what I'm doing. Eventually, everyone is going to find out that I'm a fraud. If you've ever lacked confidence or felt like an imposter, please know you're not alone. Most of us feel that way at some point in our lives. Even famously successful people have admitted there are times they felt like a fraud. America Ferreira felt like no one believed she deserved to win an Emmy in the lead actress category in 2007 for Ugly Betty. Tom Hanks said that no matter what you've done, you always wonder when everyone will figure out you're a fraud and take it all from you. Maya Angelou experienced self-doubt and once said that although she has published more than 10 books, every time she thinks, "Uh uh-oh, they're going to find out now. Howard Schultz was the CEO of Starbucks for more than 30 years, but said that almost no one feels qualified for the job of CEO. And finally, Emma Watson feels that she's fooled people about her acting abilities. In fact, up to 82% of people have experienced imposter syndrome. Just, you know, it depends on the screen tool that's used. The condition was first identified in 18, or no, 1978 by the psychologist Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Imes. It's common among both men and women and across various age groups. Those who experience imposter syndrome struggle with self-efficacy, perfectionism, and neuroticism. Competitive environments in school and work and the pressure from parents don't help the situation. However, more seriously, it often co-occurs with depression, anxiety, and chronic procrastination. People suffering from it experience impaired job performance, poor job satisfaction, and sometimes burnout. Luckily, you can eliminate imposter syndrome, and confidence is not a fixed trait. It's an ability you can develop and build. There are three interrelated concepts that play into your sense of confidence, how you view yourself, and how you approach the world. Number one is self-esteem. Number two is self-efficacy. And three is recursive. It's (laughs) self-confidence. Let's explore each of these core components of your confidence and what you can do about them. How can you enhance and protect them to create your unshakable confidence? So to start with self-esteem, that is your perception of your worth. It is affected by your belief in your skills and talents, but it's also influenced by your sense of self-respect and the belief that you are deserving of happiness, love, and success in life. Unlike self-efficacy, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit, 
psychologists view self-esteem as a somewhat stable trait. That means it's difficult to influence, change, or enhance. But I believe we can recover the self-esteem we once had before someone or something damaged it. First, it's useful to take a moment and assess how you are feeling about your confidence right now. How confident do you feel in your personal life? How confident do you feel in your professional life? Has your self-confidence changed recently and why? And then importantly, does your level of confidence feel stronger or weaker than you remember from your childhood? So I want you to think about that. I want you to remember your childhood confidence. There's a quote from Charles Bukowski. Can you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be? Given that self-esteem is a trait, it's essential to return to your earliest years and remember who you once were. When did you still believe in yourself, your talents, and your capabilities? Go back as far as necessary to reach that wonderful age of childhood confidence before you began doubting yourself. I can remember it. I do remember. And I do remember... The turning point. Now, imposter syndrome is the mother of all doubt, and it does a number on your confidence. You feel like an imposter when you're behaving and operating in a way that feels like a stretch beyond your competence. But you'll never feel like a fake or an imposter when you focus on the core truths about you that have always been a part of your life since childhood. First, it requires a mindset shift away from thinking you must always feel confident in what you know and what you can do. And instead, feeling confident in your drive, ambition, and willingness to explore and learn new things. Be confident that you'll work hard and you'll get better instead of feeling like you must be perfect all the time. Next, you can eliminate your imposter syndrome and recover your lost childhood confidence if you focus on those core truths that are central to who you are. They are fully under your control, and no one can take them away from you. Years ago, this strategy helped me considerably. I took a step back from who I thought I should be and a step away from letting others judge me and determine my value. I spent time identifying and remembering my core truths. No one gave them to me. No one can measure them or tell me if they are good, bad, strong, or weak. They are mine, have always been a part of me, and will always belong to me. They simply exist. They just are. I'll share my core truths to give you an example of what I mean. First, I'm an explorer. It's been a part of who I am from the youngest age. Exploring gives me joy. No one can take this away from me. Second, I'm a lifelong learner. 
I'm not saying that I'm a good learner or a bad learner. I'm simply enjoy learning and it is what I do. No one can take this away from me. Third, I'm relentless. I'm persistent to the point of being quite stubborn. I'm relentless with my work, and sometimes I simply can't stop until I solve a problem. Again, no one can take this away from me. I'm a teacher. I can't help myself. I explore learn, go deep, and then I want to tell others what I've discovered. I want to teach people what I've learned. No one can take that away from me. And finally, I seek justice. No, I'm not Batman. <laughs> but I, I deeply believe that good, decent, and kind people deserve better. And it drives me crazy when bad things happen to good people. I work hard to help good people succeed. No one can take this away from me. So what are your core truths? What is central to your being that no one can take away from you? What has always been true about you? What can become a foundation for your confidence? If you take the time to remember who you were before the world started measuring you, comparing you, and trying to tell you what you are worth. Take a moment and document your core truths. And then I want to talk a little bit about therapy. I believe therapy can play a role in recovering and maintaining your self-esteem. Every human being has value and worth. But we sometimes experience negative events and destructive relationships that make us question our worth and damage our confidence. No amount of skill development, positive thinking, or morning mantras can enable you to overcome trauma completely. But a great therapist can work with you to help you believe in your self-worth and value again. Recovering and protecting your self-esteem is essential in rebuilding your overall confidence. Do you believe a therapist could help you with any self-esteem issues? Why or why not? In what ways do you believe a trained therapist could help? All right, so that was self-esteem. Now I want to move on to self-efficacy. It's one of my favorites. Professor Albert Bandura is a well-known psychologist and created social cognitive theory. He was the first to, to demonstrate that self-efficacy, the second component of confidence, affects what people choose to do, the amount of effort they'll put into it, and the way they feel as they perform a task and succeed or fail. So his definition, self-efficacy, Efficacy is the belief in one's capabilities to organize and execute the sources of action required to manage prospective situations. I'll put this into simpler words. Self-efficacy is believing in your ability to achieve your goals. That's really it. You know you've got what it takes to get what you want out of life. His research suggests four ways to develop self-efficacy. One is mastery experiences. 
This requires multiple experiences of setting meaningful goals, persisting and pushing through challenges, and achieving positive results. Two is social modeling. This requires witnessing successful accomplishments by people similar to you. Three is social persuasion. This requires being told by others or even persuading yourself that you have what it takes to succeed. And then four is states of physiology. This requires turning around negative emotions, moods, and your physical state to enhance your feelings of competence and your belief in your ability to achieve a goal. Do you know why I love the impact of self-efficacy on your confidence? I love it because it's the lever you control the most. There are so many things you can do to boost it. So let's talk about those mastery experiences. You can intentionally select the goals you want to pursue. Remember chapter seven, I talked about goals. You create plans to achieve those goals and you control how you go about acquiring the skills, knowledge, and experience required to execute your plans. When you manage this process well, Your investment in yourself builds your sense of mastery and confidence. Using your determination and drive to push through challenges to reach successful outcomes levels up your self-confidence even more. You must actively manage your goals, plans, and execution to maximize your odds of success. Yeah, failures will occur. They are inevitable. And they are useful learning moments. But you want to tip the scales in your favor. So success happens more often than failure. Here's how you can accelerate your mastery experiences. Redefine your professional life to maximize your confidence. Set yourself up for success by playing to your strengths. Find ways to minimize, manage, and accept your weaknesses, or your non-talents, as Marcus Buckingham refers to them. To intentionally plan a career that puts you on a winning path. Take control. Plan the career that will set you up for success. This will strengthen and defend your aspirational layer of confidence. Invest in yourself to continuously develop the skills and acquire the knowledge you need to execute your plan successfully. So keep investing in yourself. Build those skills. Deliberately seek experiences. That will bring you closer to achieving your goals. Celebrate your wins, no matter how small they are. It's important. Use them to expand and strengthen your earned layer of confidence. Accept that failures will occur, but always take time to understand them and learn from mistakes. Always have a plan and a backup plan. We often feel anxious about the unknown, which reduces confidence. Research and planning will always help you feel more confident going into new situations. Try to predict potential outcomes. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. You'll never be 100% accurate 
in predicting what someone might say or do, but you can decide how you will respond. And then finally, be ready to walk away from unpleasant situations and bad people. Knowing that you're ready, willing, and able to do so makes you feel more confident. Take a moment to reflect on your past mastery experiences. Note a few that have helped reinforce your sense of self-efficacy. What are some meaningful goals you've accomplished in your lifetime? I'm sure you have a number of them. When have you persisted and conquered challenges? I'm sure you have a lot of those too. When have you achieved positive results that you can attribute to your talents, your intelligence, your skills, your knowledge, etc.? Take ownership of that. And I want to talk about social modeling. I often tell my coaching clients to identify their, quote, career hero. Who is that person you admire who is living and working the way you wish you could? For this to work well, it should be someone realistic and approachable. That's why I don't recommend identifying with some crazy billionaire who grew up with incredible privilege or experienced tremendous luck. Your confidence increases when you witness someone similar to you achieving success. You watch what they do and you learn how to approach a similar situation. You tell yourself, well, if they can do it, so can I. And you start believing that it's possible. Who is your professional career hero? Who is your personal life hero? And let's talk about social persuasion. Yes, you can persuade yourself. You can tell yourself that you're smart, talented, and good at what you do. For example, even when I doubt my existing skills, knowledge, or experience, I don't doubt my grit and determination. I will say this to myself, and you should try this too. Maybe I don't know how to do this today, but I will figure it out and learn how to do it tomorrow. I tell myself that all the time. It's like, yeah, I don't know this. How could I know it? You can't know everything in the world, but I'll figure it out. I'll learn how to do it tomorrow. What statement can you repeat to yourself every morning in the mirror to persuade yourself that you are? a talented and ambitious person who will achieve what you want in life. What can you say to yourself? Of course, other people can provide support and help persuade you that you do indeed have what it takes to succeed. It isn't just you. Other people can help. That is why it is so essential to choose your inner circle of peers, advisors, and mentors carefully. It's also why it's so critical to choose your life partner even more carefully. You want to surround yourself with people who challenge you, encourage you, and lift you up. You need people who will hold you accountable to become as great as they know you can be. 
people who believe in you until you believe in you. Who is in your inner circle? Are there people you'd like to add to your inner circle? Now, I know we're kind of running out of time here, and there is more to this chapter. So I do go into states of physiology, which is really, it's a really useful technique. It's about relabeling those negative physical reactions you have when you're feeling anxious or nervous or lacking confidence, relabeling them into something positive. It works. I've done this to overcome my fear of public speaking. I also talk about different strategies for maintaining and protecting your self-confidence. Some professional strategies, some personal strategies, things to do in your personal life. And then I share some tips that come from things I've done in the past and some friends of mine shared that are things that can instantly help you feel more confident. Because sometimes you need to feel confident right here and now. You know, you're going into a meeting with your boss, you're going to ask for a promotion. Maybe you have to get up on stage and give a talk or get on Zoom and give a talk. And you want to feel more confident. So there are ways to feel calmer, to use eye contact, to speak more deliberately, to smile. I have lots of (laughs) tips. I can't go into all of them. But uh, the main thing to remember is that you need to own this. You need to own your sense of confidence, your self-confidence, and never, never leave that in someone else's hands. Never let your sense of confidence rest on how other people treat you, perceive you, think about you, the things they say to you. Don't ever let that happen. Ever. So that's it. Um, if you want to read the rest of this chapter, because I had to skip over some of the last parts. It's, this was running a bit long. Go to newsletter.invinciblelife.me.me. This is chapter 12. And it's uh, called Book Chapter, Building Your Unshakable Confidence. And I am looking forward to sharing more of this with you. I hope you're finding this interesting. I hope you're enjoying the book. Um, Hearing about the book as I write it this year. I'm up to chapter 12. It is taking a lot of time. Writing a book is hard. (laughs) It's really hard when you're busy running a business and living life, right? Um, But it's important. I really want to share all this information with you. and, And I want to help you. I want to help you be more successful at work, in your professional life, in your career, but also in your personal life. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck with pursuing the life of your dreams so you can be happier, healthier, and more fulfilled. <laughs>